episode 25, we are officially at a quarter of a hundred. We're almost at the triple digits. Well, not really, but this is like, I don't know. Is this our first milestone? Episode 25? Episode 10 was probably our first milestone. Yeah. I mean, we, but who we, gives a shit? We're making leap ways. <laughs> yeah. Who gives a shit, gamers? Welcome back to the Time Attack Gaming Podcast. Uh, this is the week after the massive roundtable we had for episode 24. We had a massive spoiler-filled God of War roundtable. So if you have not listened to that episode, please go back and listen to it. It's our biggest episode yet. Um, we, Josh and I sit down with four other creators. And yep. yeah, go listen to that one. That one was a tremendous undertaking tremendous undertaking but uh, it was a blast we had fun and definitely go listen to it if you haven't already oh yeah um but we're we're kicking things back to a normal format this week on the time attack gaming podcast and of course we like to start every episode with a little introduction gamers this is josh statics my co-host as always hey, i almost look. got things out of order that's all good jesus I <laughs> Oh. Hey everybody, how we're doing? We're back. We're back into the uh, the regular stuff. So <laughs> hopefully, yeah, we, hopefully, yeah ho- hopefully we can uh, you know get this week going. And you know, I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. That's that's only what we said before we started recording. Is we'll figure it out. We'll figure um, it. We do have some good things to talk about though. Uh, oh, and yeah. as always, we like to start off with our chance time. Oh, chance yeah. time question where we present a random. You know, unrelated question with the rest of the episode topics. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just see how we're feeling about it. This week's question, what is the ugliest video game you've ever seen? And by ugliest, I want to clarify. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> That's my it can be because of the graphics for the time. It can be because of the art style. Like, not necessarily the worst graphics, but the art style is really bad. Um, and I want you to be more thinking about, like you know, full regular releases, not necessarily like a cheap shitty steam game that like one dude made in three hours or something like that. Like not, not something like that. I'm talking more like a, you know, a full, a full game, like an actual full game release. What was the ugliest game? Wait, you saying like ever seen like ugly as in like, uh, it, it, it can't be like a game that's old over time. Basically. No, so so it could be ugly for the time. Like you you could say like obviously a Nintendo 64 game has a much lower polygon count than games nowadays, but yeah. maybe you can talk more about how the graphics were for the day or you can talk more about how the art style wasn't appealing to you. Just however you want to um oh uh, oh I oh really I can... really however you want to address that question. I have two picks. Oh, for I, my answer. I probably have like an asshole of games that were ugly. Um, I could definitely. Do you have a pick? Yeah, I could definitely start with one for like. I guess I, I could actually start with a series for sure. Um, okay. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto on the PS2 era. Uh, as fun as those games are, those graphics were ugly as hell. <laughs> and they weren't. They weren't good for the time either. Like no. they really weren't. It was just the world was impressive. Yeah, the, but the world... graphics for the time were not really good. No, they're not. And what's so crazy is like, 
like I play San Andreas. I, I, like a lot of people love to make fun of when, when you watch those scenes and they have their hands out and you know where they yeah. went, but their fingers, but their fingers would look like they're kind of like glued together. And they're, yeah. and they're like, you can't see me, but you're all like, yeah, man, I, I, I had to, I had to, I went to the store the other day, right? And I, and I got me a drink. <laughs> it's just like, it's just, it, it, it's so like, like those kind of graphics we see, and, 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 yeah, those kind of graphics we see, like that's not you normally would kind of see like in the, uh, in the, like the PS1, like the N64 era or whatever. But like I said, it was just like, you know, the, it was for the world building itself. And, you know, yeah. that was, it was, it was pushing boundaries even back then but those characters models are oh man they're 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 they're, they're rough to look at but it's probably because the games are so big yeah it's why the the uh the visual fidelity really takes a hit on those mm-hmm. games right and then like um what else that looks like? like the very first gears of war game i love that game it was it looked yeah. great. It, it definitely looked great for its time in the 360 days when when, yeah. when when that was like the highest peak of how realistic graphics can be. Yeah, the detail, like the textures of that game, were nuts for the time. Yeah, but looking back at it now, oh man, it's rough. <laughs> I think I think the reason why those games are rough to look at now is because they really have the gray and brown art yeah. style from the 360 and ps3 days like dog ps3 games by and large are so fucking ugly because of that art style that that the brown everyone and gray. was obsessed with yeah <laughs> the gr- it's for like the whole gritty the grittiness to it like every yes. every every war or action game had to be gray or brown <laughs> like yes res- <laughs> it was so annoying dude <laughs> resistance is definitely one of them it's like yeah it, it, resistance it, it, is one of the worst offenders yeah you know what's funny, crazy? It's like what, what makes it what makes it crazy is that uh, not only do they have to be gray or ground, but the saturation of color has to be like so less. <laughs> so you can't, yeah. Metal Gear Four is another one. Like you, you look at something like Metal Gear Solid Three mm-hmm. and compare the art style to Metal Gear Solid Four. It's night and day. Oh yeah. Everyone, even Kojima, was obsessed with that shit brown and shit gray art style. Oh yeah. Yeah, everyone was obsessed with it. Well, besides fucking Nintendo, they're just, they're always bright colors. You know? Yeah, yeah. And the reason why I who started this shit because like I, I, I want to say I I don't I, I don't want to say Doom started that because that was like the whole no no I, I think, think I think it was like I think it was like okay like Quake One was definitely was one of them. It was like it was like a lot of dark areas. It was very like brownish. But then later games when you get to like uh like the Medal of Honor. Like uh, before Call of Duty, you start getting games that were a little bit like that, and then it led into. I think Call of Duty Four was was the one that started that pretty much. I really do. Mm. I think Call of Duty Four, after that, um, that kind of changed the trajectory of yeah. what they thought all consumers in the West wanted visually. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I had to like do I had to like do some digging to find that out. But yeah, definitely it was very brown and gray, gritty. Gotta yep. keep it. We gotta keep it with the time. It's gotta be serious. It's gotta think, be desolate. I think even Killzone Two had that brown and gray yep. <laughs> kind of scheme. It's like God they damn, did, dude. They were all it's, brown. <laughs> it was not uh, like it probably started late PS2 going into the PS3 era but i'm 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 very glad that that did not 
make the transition to Xbox One, PlayStation Four. Oh no, we need um, color. We we need to see. Yeah, we <laughs> left that art style in the past. <laughs> yeah, no, they were focused on. Hey, you see, let's 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 make some realistic shadows. <laughs> yeah, let's actually bring some color back. HDR and shit popped back up during that gen. <laughs> right. But yeah, um, I think I, I think those are a good pick. For I, sure, I do got one more. Um, oh yeah, I I got two as well. So Mortal, go for it. Mortal Kombat. Um, I want to say Mortal Kombat Nine, and really, Mortal Kombat Nine and Ten definitely like they they had some ugly graphic. Mo- well, not oh the, the the graphics were cool with environment and stuff like that, but when it comes to the character model, like the person's face, uh, it looked very rough. It is, like it is character models. Yeah, it is rough when you look at the uh, the women characters and such. Like they, <laughs> it was you can you can tell that like that the person who who was uh, was designing them did not know how to I guess design the look of a woman or so. Ed Boon. <laughs> yeah, and it was like they the the women models in that game look very. Uh, I don't even want it, to. It's it's one of those things. It's like I don't want it to like say it in an offensive manner. But basically, some of the the women models they look like they took like a male character's face and they put it on them and they tried to fix it as best they can and they left it left it at that. And you're looking at these character models and it's just like that could have been done differently. That could have been a lot better. But then it was funny to me. It's like when when you get to like Mortal Kombat 11. They actually improve upon that, and everyone looks more defined and everything. But then you got people yes. in the community talking about, oh, "Oh, man, the graphics look terrible!" Like, what the fuck are you talking about? What? <laughs> I, I think I think Mortal Kombat 11 visually is probably one of the best in the franchise. Honestly, yeah, yeah. People are like, oh my god, they trade in their sexy pill looks for for beauty, and it's like, oh, get over that shit. Like, that's just weird dorks online, right? It's like, well. Well, shit. Well, it's an achievement because they ex- they actually did their did their job. I'm impressed. So. Yeah. <laughs> now we play as realistic, real looking women in the game, like right. how women actually look. It's like I didn't realize y'all were jacking off during the game. Didn't right. realize it was that that big of a deal for you, but yeah, yeah I I think those are good picks for sure. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Um, so I want to go with what. The low-hanging fruit is first. Um, Pokemon Scarlet Violet is one of the ugliest games I've ever, I've ever seen. It's probably <laughs> the ugliest, like, full AAA game I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> it's got some of the worst environments, just absolutely piss-poor graphical fidelity. The art style sucks, too. The only redeeming quality about the visuals of the game is, like, the actual... Um, like the actual character models are not bad, um, mm-hmm. but they're normally marred by the fact that most of the NPCs you see are like popping in and out and and the you know insanely low frame rate. Yeah, <laughs> there's just there's just nothing redeemable about the um, about the Pokemon Scarlet Violet games visually. It's just an absolute vomit filled shit fest. <laughs> um, but I don't think that's the ugliest game I've ever seen. Damn. That award goes to Jump Force. Jump Force is the ugliest video game ever made, in my opinion. It has the worst character animations I think I have ever fucking seen. Mm-hmm. It has abysmal effects. 
abysmal character models, like dog shit, Unity, College Unity Engine Project character <laughs> models. I, I like horrible. I can't believe this was a fully released video game, but um, it just it it highlights the problem with anime fans. Um, anime games are shit 99% of the time and anime fans buy them and gas them up Yeah, because it's all they have to play and yep. they're shit. They're just terrible. Yeah. Except like, you know, you'll have some stuff like in it, in it, Dragon in Ball it, fighters. That's yeah. great. Yeah. And, and they're all have the same formula, the whole battle arena type of shit. It's yeah, like they all play the same. Yeah, you you basically pressing yeah. one one or two buttons. Like there there's everybody has like similar like button schemes to like achieve combos, but it's like it's it's like oh it's really deep. No, it's not. It's it's not that. Yep, it's deep. not deep at all. That's yeah. why none of those games are played competitively. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, you play those games because they are fun and and, and you love your show, which is perfectly yeah. fine. But yes, absolutely. But, yeah. But yeah, but they will never be held to the same standards as a I hate to say it, but like a true AAA game that's like or like a, an actual fighting game. Yeah, for sure. Like, and again, yeah. I'm not like I just want to stress I'm not talking about like Dragon Ball Fighters. I'm not even talking about the older anime games like yeah. Budokai Three. Those those had a unique control style for the time. Their visuals were, you know. Like the the art direction of of those games is much better than stuff like Jump Force. Look at yeah. like Goku and Vegeta and Jump Force, and compare them to like Goku and Vegeta yeah. on like Budokai. No, I, I I never liked it. It was just the their the art style just didn't fit the world it was in. No, they could they could have did this the the whole like cell shaded look or whatever. It would have been more uh, visually appealing. Yeah, and probably would and, and probably would have saved a lot of time and money and resources too. I guess in other areas, like they can did like the structure bullet. I don't know if they could have did some things differently. <laughs> yeah, I, like uh, I just want to say one more thing before we move on. This is kind of unrelated, but <laughs> um, when we watched the Jump Force trailer get announced at E3, uh, I was hanging out with some friends, and one mm. of my friends, when Naruto and Sasuke appeared, and then Frieza was there too. He was like, oh, dude, Sasuke would totally kill Frieza. And I looked at him and I said, you realize Frieza can blow up a planet, right? Can Sasuke breathe in space? And he was like, no. I was like, okay. <laughs> so what does he do when he flies to outer space and blows the planet up? <laughs> oh, my God. That's the whole. That's People a... just be saying shit, dude. I swear to uh, God. That that's that's a whole <laughs> that, that that is a whole debate I do not want to get into with the anime fandom. But uh, yeah, it's like, it's best to avoid that shit altogether. No. But I was just like, bro. That, that's when that's when I start being a dick. I'm like, you know, who could beat Goku? And, and I was like, oh, you want to say Saitama? No, I'll say Arale. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'll say my my OC, Mister Shitman, can beat him. Character I created, he's uh, omniscient, omnipotent, and um, he can control all of space and time. So he beats any character. There you go. Yeah, see, saw... that's how stupid that shit is, man. Yeah, people make is people make up their own uh, head cannons and just to justify their arguments, and then they, they have like a whole people that rally there. They're saying my, you know, they're saying talking points, and I'm yeah. like, I'm out. Nope, not doing it. Nope. And then, and then what's bad yeah. is when you say you don't want to do it, you're like, oh, you're just mad they saw you. Block. I'm blocking y'all. I'm blocking all y'all. I don't give a yeah. fuck. 
No, none. We're not talking about this today. The only person's opinion that matters on who can beat who is the actual comic book writers, and yeah. they don't give a shit. They just care about writing a good story. Right. They don't give a shit. Like here, here. This is this is how it is with Superman. You want you want to make the argument for oh who would win in a fight, Superman or this person? This is how you figure it out with Superman. Does the other does the other thing he's fighting? threaten his friends and family and humanity if the answer is yes they're not beating superman because i guarantee you the writers are not gonna let them beat superman right how it is right (laughs) or like or like when a character like beats someone or gets the best out of them whatever the case may be that argument is going to be oh it is plot armor i was like yep plot armor yeah so it's it's plot armor yeah like yeah most animes have like the plot plot armor feet because it, you know, it makes the character what they fighting for more important for them to get the whip. Okay, I, I, all right, cool. Whatever, whatever trickles your fancy, man. <laughs> it yeah. your, you know what I mean. Whatever tickles your pickle. Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> people just, yeah, it, it, it's it's so you know ridiculous. But you know, people yeah. people love to form their head cannons and. You're that, not going to see Josh and I get into an entire episode talking no. about. Uh, power scaling and feats and shit yeah oh, if no. you if you want that i recommend listening to another podcast yeah i i, I yeah because that's why i said i will not do power scaling because i'm more of a story guy character yep. motives because it makes more because like it makes the power scaling makes a lot more sense when you look at the situation more than well this person this should be more powerful and it's just like no because like i made this analogy before my, my coma before and i said if you really want to think about dragon ball i said you can you can look at dragon ball literally as a turn-based J- a jrpg like the you know the villains get stronger if the characters get stronger more xp for the characters you know yep. Uh, higher level for the villains and then when you overcome them then you take them out use yep. dragon balls to bring somebody in life what is that that is a phoenix down <laughs> a phoenix down yeah. for final fantasy everything it's like final fantasy basically it's just like it's just like it, 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 i love i love dragon ball but me too I, I i but i do have to point out some of the things that's you know a pattern is like yeah the character gets stronger the you know the the, the, the the villain gets stronger. The character has to get stronger too. And then something happens to where the main character could have had the power that could have defeat the main, you know, the bad guy easily. But then they had to like do that whole switcheroo thing. It's like, oh, but we can't, we can't have our hero look too good. We we gotta, we gotta throw in some obstacles to make the villain look like he's unbeatable. And then with some dumb luck or whatever, like something happens in the middle of the story to where either a villain, you know, overuses power. Or something happens that you would never see coming happens, which is usually the best case scenario. Or like you know, the, our heroes they win with the sheer amount of power they had left, and then they you know they win. It's cool. I mean, it, it, it's cool all around. But in the grand scheme of Dragon Ball, it's like it kind of gets overdone and predictable. Oh God, yeah, and, it's and, overdone. And, and, yeah, it, it gets overdone, predictable, and it's like it's it's the same. But the fucked up part is like. I don't care because I still love Dragon Ball. That's the fuck. That's the <laughs> Dog, fucked up yeah. part. I, I'm, I'm with you, man. Honestly, like, like, I'm with you. You're like you. You're sitting there like it's like it's like you want something new, but at the same time you can't be mad because it's, it's like it's Dragon yeah. Ball. I just love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I never get tired of Superman overcoming, or or, or like Superman 
deciding he's not going to hold back anymore to protect the ones he loves. Yeah. yeah. That never gets fucking old for me. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, good, good picks all around. Um, <laughs> but I do want to know what you've been playing, Josh, cause I'm going to save mine for, for after you tell me, cause mine's fucking funny. You might, but well, you can go ahead and tell me what you've been playing. You, you might, you might laugh. So in a post God of war, this is a post God of war, Ragnarok, Josh, this is a different Josh. We're right. About yeah. Po- post, post God of war, Ragnarok, Josh, he's yes. like depressed. He's still trying to find <laughs> that game that filled that void. That was awesome as Ragnarok with a great compelling huh. story and everything else. And that's the thing when you play a game like God of war, Ragnarok, when you're super invested into it, it games like games like that, it's going to take a while to come. You have to like, detox everything you love and like scale back down to remember why you love playing video games in the first place and yep dude i was i was playing like i was replaying god of war ragnarok on the ps4 because i i didn't realize that there was trophies i unlocked and i was replaying it and i'll be honest like the game is still fun i'm trying out different things but but i'm starting to see like the replayability does not hit the same for me like like god of war 2018 did because mm. I played that again, and I, something about 2018's pacing is just a lot more better. Uh, I, that's that's what I was trying to say in the podcast yeah. is that yeah. it's it's a much more streamlined, not necessarily streamlined, but the pacing of of the main go like the main go about of the story is just better. And dude, I was talking to my friend uh, yesterday who also yeah. played Ragnarok, and I was like, "Hey, man, what were your thoughts on the game?" He's like, "I absolutely loved it, but yeah." I still prefer 2018 because that that simple story was just much more well paced. And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, dude, I feel the same way." Yeah, it, you know what the funny thing is too It's like, even though I say the game is a masterpiece, or whatever, uh, yes. you know, on the gameplay side of things, it it kind of I don't know how to like the gameplay is there. It's all the way there. Like you can still enjoy it the same way you did before, but it's just like the structure of it. It's just like you can get an enjoyment of 2018 for the gameplay story and everything else. And this one is like, you get more of enjoyment for the story in the, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's it's so, it's like, it, it doesn't hit the same as 2018 for me. I, 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 that's the best way I can say it. Yeah. I just don't think the, like the massive story in Ragnarok, I don't think is told as well as the simple, more focused story in 2018. And yeah. 2018 also has a lot less AAA filler. Like yeah. you probably noticed that playing the game again, there's a lot less walking in a straight line and talking, yeah, climb pointing a direction while you're climbing and just pressing X every now and again or whatever. Like there's just a lot less of that in 2018. You know what the messed up part is? If mm. you if you were if you were to say that like I did, if you were to say that like I did in my video. Like wow. people will call you, bro. They will say, "Oh, they." That's will, why I didn't say they, it. <laughs> they, 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 bro, they will. They will call you. They will, bro. They will get so angry at you, and it's like, dog, it's I love the game, and it's like now I understand what it feels like to do with a God of War dick rider. It's like, God damn, bro. Yeah, <laughs> and they called you a dick rider, right? And it's funny, like I get called a dick rider by Elden Ring fans, and then when I talk about the little, like, the things, it's like, no game is perfect, there's no, there's no such thing no. as a perfect game, like, yeah, there's masterpieces, because that's really based on people's opinions, and what makes the game really good for them, but again, there's no such thing as a perfect game, <laughs> like, a perfect game would probably be, like, what, Super Mario Bros. 1, <laughs> because that was, people, like, 
people just don't like to hear criticism and it's like yeah the, like all they hear like wh- when you bring up those opinions about god of war ragnarok all they hear is your complaint yeah they and they don't hear. hear the fact that well god of war ragnarok was his pick for game of the year like he obviously right. fucking loves the game right and, they and, don't hear that and then the funny thing is it's like they don't listen to they listen with their feelings they have selected they select what they want to hear and yeah. ignore everything else and i'm and if they watched the video I, I talked about the problem with cross-gen games and yep. if people like love the, if people really love the games they love and really love the industry if like far as you know uh how these things work that game was originally made for the ps5 it was made for the ps5 especially it was announced for the ps5 and then, and then the, I think around 2021, they made the announcement they're going to make the game cross-gen. Not only that game was cross-gen, even Horizon Forbidden West was cross-gen too. So you know yep. what they had? So like when, when I was explaining that stuff, I was like, they had to put barriers, obstacles, and little things to like distract the, you know, it, you know, it's there to distract you because you're not going to care about it in the first place. But then when you really, when you are really aware and have a PS5, which some people don't fucking have, I'm not trying to be that, be that asshole. But no, it's that's just, just like, the truth. Yeah, it's just the truth. You really, you really, re- you, you really realize that this game uh, was held back because of the, the technology of the PS4, because of the power of the T, you know, PS4. They had to put these roadblocks and everything to compensate for the PS4 players. You know, for us, it's really no big. It's, it's no big deal. But if, if you know, if this had this game been released on the PS5, you would have seen a lot less of you know, moving a boulder across this platform, cr- crawling underneath a bridge or whatever, yeah. or you know, squeezing through gaps and not falling up. You, you would see a lot less of that, you know, you know, because the PS4, you know, the lo- it, how, you know, how long it takes for them to load things in real time is not as fat, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's not on the same level as the PS5. And like, yeah, if the I do PS4 the- has a hard drive and a yeah. dog shit CPU. Right. And it's like, if people have PS5s, which they don't, they would really understand that and, and, and understand where people like us are coming from. We're not trashing the game. We're just saying this is what happens when you make a game cross gen for PS, you know, for PS4 owners. We the the, the capabilities of the current gen platform is not going to be used to its full advantage as it should be. Like if you look at mm-hmm. Spider Man 2018 for the PS4 and Pete and the PS5, the PS4 version have a lot more loading times and shit. The PS5 version, the loading times is because it's. it's neutered like you like you can walk into a building you don't you don't, you don't have to wait for a loading screen at all it just loads into the next thing and takes like like five seconds boom you're you're in it yeah <laughs> if, and also like if if spider-man was developed only with high-end pcs and ps5 in mind like let's pretend there never was a ps4 there mm-hmm. would be no moments of loading it would just be a seamless environment but because it was developed for the ps4 at some point all versions of the game are going to have cutbacks in some form yeah. they're going to have game design changes in some form mm-hmm. it was so. it, it was funny that people were like Oh, you should compare this game to 2018. It's like I can because I'm just pro. I'm just showing the point because God of War 2018 was made for the PS4 in mind. Yeah, it's for, it was and made for you, that heart. You absolutely can compare those yeah. two games. They're a game in the same fucking franchise. Yeah, and it's like there is like, that game was made for the PS. It was made for the PS4, and that's why you see a lot less of it because they was building around a te- technology around that around that console. But now on the PS5, it's like yeah. You know that game would have been. I mean, I mean, it's 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 a big ass game. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. consider it as a big ass game. It made it feel more of like a. It definitely made it feel more of a Metroidvania than it's ever been because of those 
that PS4 technology, whatever. Again, it doesn't make the game bad. It's not terrible, whatever. It's just playing out. This is what happens when you make a game cross-gen. I haven't played Horizon Forbidden West, so I don't know what were, if they had any roadblocks that made it feel uh, like the power was hold back. I don't know. But, you know, I, it's just something to, you know, to talk about. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. Because, um, like, cause like not, not, to, not to stay on this topic for too long, but, like, there are people who are upset that... Star Wars Jedi Survivor is not coming to last-gen consoles. People are upset about that. And it's like, well, good. good. Well, good. Man, it's about time these consoles start to be used for their full technology and shit. And I'm tired of being held back. Like, like you know, I, it's like, I don't want to sound like, again, a dick. And I know it's unfortunate that, there's, you know, that there's people out there who do not have a PS5 or whatever the case may be. But they're, like, dog, they're selling Xbox Series S's and it's easy to get to. Even the X's are somewhat easy to get to. And it's just like, it's coming to a point where it's like, I understand that, you know, these things are not easy to get, but you're going to have to get with the times eventually. Like these, these consoles are going to have to move away from the past gen. Like, you know, it's, it's time to show what these consoles can really do. And yeah, we got to move on at some point. Yeah. By that point, yeah, we got to move on and leave this old consoles, these these consoles behind. Like, yeah, their expiration date is, 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 is coming. It's coming. (laughs) Yep. I agree. I think it's long overdue. I think the fact that we're this far into next gen and still barely have any actual next gen games is like a joke, to be honest. But, right. um, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully we'll get some more going into 2023. I think we will, but yeah, only time will tell. Um, I have not been playing as good of a game. Uh-oh. I just finished Hello Neighbor 2 on stream. Uh- I am appalled that that game. So first of all, I wanna I wanna stress. Um, I stream horror games, obviously. So yeah, Hello Neighbor kind of falls in that niche, and I cannot believe they're selling that as a forty dollar game with day one twenty dollar DLC. Um, oh really? <laughs> I played it on Game Pass. I did not pay forty for the game. It just happened to be on Game Pass, so I tried it, and holy shit, <laughs> it, like. Apparently, the game is not as bad as the first, but this game is not even remotely finished, and it barely has any content. Like, you can beat the game in, like, under three hours, honestly, Mm -hmm. and they're selling it as a $40 game. It has, like, it just has an insanely quick dog shit cliffhanger ending. Um, there's like no cohesiveness to the neighborhood that you're in. Like you still, it's still very linear. Like you have to go from one house to another in a certain order, even though they give you the illusion of being able to explore the entire neighborhood. Mm. And the AI is some of the worst AI I've ever seen in a video game. Terrible. Oh, damn. Terrible, 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 shitty, poopy AI. I have no idea how this game is $40. I like, apparently the (laughs) the developer promised like this neural network AI with all this incredible features and none of them made it into the final game. And all the alphas were completely different than the final product. And at this point, this is like the fucking seventh hello neighbor game or something like that. There's Mm -hmm. like secret neighbor. There's like hello engineer there's like Hello Neighbor Hide and Seek, Hello Neighbor 1, Hello Neighbor Mobile. Now we have Hello Neighbor 2. They're making a Hello Neighbor VR game coming to PSVR. I'm like, they're all shitty. Mm. What What is this fucking franchise? I am so confused with the Hello Neighbor franchise and the obsession. 
<laughs> I don't understand. I don't get it. And playing through Hello Neighbor 2 has made me even more confused. Damn. It's just so weird, dude. So I I just I I recommend skipping it if you have Game Pass and you have literally nothing else to play. Damn. <laughs> maybe. Damn. Yeah, dude. It's 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 just like what the fuck. So is it is a step down from the first one? <laughs> no, it's a step up from the first. The first okay. is almost unplayable. Oh, the first damn. is almost unplayable. Like um like the first has like a terrible physics system in it. Oh, so <laughs> I don't I don't think it's worse than um I don't I don't think it's worse than the uh than the first one. I want to make that clear. Uh-oh. <laughs> but yeah, not good. That's pretty much all I have to say about it. I've been playing some other stuff on and off, like a little bit of Vampire Survivors and stuff, but yeah. nothing that I want to get into. Um, but fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm genuinely, genuinely awestruck at how that, like, it's legitimately like a $5 game, in my opinion. Maybe God 10. damn. Five, <laughs> okay, m- maybe 10 five five to ten somewhere around there but they're charging 40 bucks for it dude that's that's highway robbery like that's highway fucking robbery i cannot believe that you're like hell no no it's 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 just not worth the price i think the whole franchise needs to be reevaluated and either gutted or completely rebooted by a different dev team damn i have no idea what they're even going for i have no clue so None is. of it makes any fucking sense, but it, it is what it is. See that it's time for a change. <laughs> it is time for a change, yes. Um But in more positive news, um, we do have mostly good news this week. We oh, only have snap. one bit of bad news that isn't even really bad news, and we have three pieces of good news. Ooh. But you know you get the last pick, Josh. You get to decide which direction we take this in. So what are we going with? <sighs> you know what? Let's start with the bad. <laughs> All right. Let's get the bad news out of the way. It's All not right. really that bad. All but right. Ash and Pikachu's story in the Pokemon anime is coming to an end. Oh. They're moving on from Ash and Pikachu starting January of 2023. They're <laughs> going with a new character. And a new Pokemon. So Ash and Pikachu's story for all intensive pur- and purposes is over. Good and this rep. is a pretty major thing. I mean, that story's been going on for over two decades. Mm-hmm. We've been doing Ash and Pikachu. That's that's pretty crazy. You know? Yeah. That kind of blows my mind that we've gotten that much time out of out of Ash and Pikachu. Yeah. But, but you know, yeah, congrats yeah. to them. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like riding off to the sunset, like pretty much. That's what it is. <laughs> they are riding off into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well okay, well that, that's you know what all good things have to come to an end and that's why you can Absolutely. appreciate them later long you know later on and and it you know helps to move on to new things and such and uh you know some some things do need closure for you know compared to some things that just continue to go on it's like oh my god this is just getting worse and worse and then that's when you start dealing with the whole fatigue and everything and you start seeing like the writing on the wall and uh you know you don't want to jump the shark (laughs) right oh yeah yep 
<laughs> I get you, but yeah. that's that's pretty much all I have for bad news. It's 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 not really much to talk about, but mm. somehow Pokemon managed to get this far without jumping the shark, which I think is incredible. Right. Um. But yeah, Ash is finally the Pokemon League champion, and the story is over. I guess they're gonna wrap some shit up, but I guess he's been ten years old for twenty five years. <laughs> i guess that's what they're going with right you know age that grown man up like jesus I christ know. right dude's a grown-ass man um but yeah so that's what we got for bad news good news we got a couple uh pieces of good news um spider-man 2 coming fall 2023 we have the official confirmation from sony i Ooh. wish they would have shown a trailer at the game awards and like a big announcement but instead it was just a PlayStation blog post. <laughs> and it's like, damn, y'all couldn't have given that like a bigger presence. Y'all put announcing Death Stranding 2 over Spider-Man 2 at the Game Awards, really? Yeah, I guess All that's right. the visual they had to study. It supposed to have like their own, what, this, their own uh, state of play or something? I guess. I mean, they probably will, but yeah. I don't... They announced it right after the Game Awards, so why, why not just right announced it at the game awards it was like a week after i, I don't know very yeah. weird but yeah, regardless they, yeah it's they, coming yeah because they announced a lot of spider-man stuff i think the new movie's coming out next year too i think they it was supposed to come out what 2024 but now the movie's coming out next year yep. too. That's, 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 and then spider-verse yeah right? yeah this is like holy shit we're getting a lot of spider-man content so i'm looking forward to that yep lots of like if, if you like spider-man you're gonna have more shit than you know what to do with at this point mm-hmm. um but yeah speaking of the game awards game awards was the most viewed year this year game awards 2022 Ooh. um they broke the 100 million live stream barrier and they had hit 103 million live streams during the game awards oh damn that completely shits on like the oscars and the academy awards and stuff like that not even close <laughs> Yep, Jeff is shitting on him. Good. So, Good. Good for him. I love that. Fuck the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. So I think the Game Awards is the only award show in the entertainment industry besides like other gaming awards mm-hmm. um, that's increasing in viewership consistently year after year. Oh, really? That's, that's... Yeah. Like they're in every year they've increased every single one. And they thought that they might decrease this year. I, I, I they, think it... they increased. I think it makes sense because, like, gamers are a lot more... Uh, I mean, there's a lot more variety in NS gamers and such, and everybody gets, I guess, recognized a lot more for yeah. their talents, and everybody and- has a category that they're interested in. Like, unlike the Oscars, where it's like, here's the best actor, best actress, and best sound design, and cinematography, you know, like, it's just... It's, it's like... The Oscar is all like, oh, you get recognized for the talent, the dedication you put to the role and anything, but it's never about like the drama or, or the kind of, you know, it, it's, it's never on the fun aspect of it, I feel. I I think another reason is that the Game Awards actually has announcements. Like yeah. they don't get, they don't announce that new good, movies. That is a good, that is a good point. Very good yeah. point. <laughs> I think, I think if they were like, hey, we're going to announce like the next year of movies, people would watch the Oscars more. But it's like the Oscars is essentially just a celebrity dick sucking event. Yeah, a bunch of old motherfuckers too. <laughs> yeah, and then you have like the Will Smith shit and the, I mean, I I don't even think the the, <laughs> the, the Will when Smith. the slap happened they got as many re- views. <laughs> yeah, the slap happened. It got the traction went up immediately. 
Oh, I bet. Yeah, and I bet people rushed to the Oscars after that shit came out. But you know, you you know, know. what? Off t- you know what I would do off topic. I would. I would. If I was the people at the Academy, I would capitalize off that shit for view for like views. Have like random shit happen, like because you yeah. don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. It's gonna keep people entertained. And Instead, they they like tried to censor it and take it off the air and stuff like that. Right. They they have they 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 got, they got to approach the Oscars like like it's a Super Bowl event. Like most people like outside of hardcore like football fans and such. A lot of people a lot of people who are casual they don't they don't give a shit about the football games. They just want to see the announcements and trailers and funny commercials. Yep, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit about football at all. Right. It is just like they got to do something to keep people interested. So I just throw it out there. But yeah, it's it's good to know that the Game of War has had a higher viewing. And that's great because now they got to continue to give good, you know, a good show and good hosting. And, you know, it, it was great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, And in similar news. IGN named Elden Ring Game of the Year. Not sure if that's good news for some people, yeah. but yeah, I think <laughs> I think this is going to be the running theme. I see Elden Ring being Breath of the Wild this year and taking the majority of the awards. I know Time gave it to God of War, yeah. but Time had Elden Ring at number four on their list, was... and that's really weird. <laughs> what was two and three? I think they had Stray above Elden Ring, and that's like... Wow. I mean, if that's your opinion, sure, but I have I have a hard time believing that's the opinion of an entire <laughs> team of writers right. as opposed to one person. I can see one person not really vibing with Elden Ring and having it low. Right. But a whole team of gaming writers, I don't think I think that's very unlikely. Um that's very interesting. Yeah, very unlikely. Not that I have a problem with it. It's not like I don't give a fuck what they pick. My my game of the year pick is very rarely ever <laughs> recognized by the rest of the industry like yeah i think in um i think in 2017 i loved breath of the wild but my personal pick was hollow knight mm-hmm. um 2018 my favorite game of the year even though god of war 2018 came out and i recognize that that's the industry's game of the year yeah my favorite game that year was a game called zero ranger it's a small indie game i absolutely love that game Ooh. um uh, 2019, probably Smash. Honestly, for me, for 2019, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't really pick it. Like, I fucking love Smash Ultimate. Yeah, 2019 would have been Resident Evil 2 remake, but ain't no way in hell would it be Sekiro. I'm, it, that's just. I know. didn't get to play Resident Evil 2 remake when it came out in 2019. I just played it like. It was either earlier this year or late last year. I think it was yeah. late last year. Yeah, I it mean, was I, amazing though. I yeah. fucking loved it. Yeah, I played the fuck out of it. I I played. I it's so good. So many damn times, but yeah, you you put Sekiro again. You put you you put basically what's gonna happen is if if a From Software game gets announced for Game of the Year. <laughs> oh, well, Bloodborne didn't win. I don't think Bloodborne didn't win. Who 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 who, who, who did it lose to? Let me I don't let know. me look that up. Hold on, I kind of want to look that up. Y'all are about to hear some typing. Yeah, I'm or like, I can just look on my phone. Game what year did Bloodborne come out? I know Overwatch. Do you know? Yeah, uh, twenty fifteen. Because I I know Overwatch won in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Which honestly, I think that was deserved. Um, that game had an immense impact when it came out. Right. What came out? What game of the year twenty fifteen? Who won? I don't know. 
Yeah, it feels like Dragon. I think Dragon Age Inquisition won Game of the Year. That was that was 2014. Okay. Oh, Witcher three. Witcher three. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh fuck yeah. 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 Totally forgot about that. Oh shit. yeah. yeah. That, oh yeah. That, that, oh yeah. That's a yeah. That's a massive game. Massive game. FromSoft's not a guaranteed win. Um, I don't even know how I feel about Sekiro winning 2019 to be honest. Um, but you know who at the end of the day who gives a shit. Um, I, I, I don't I, think I don't think FromSoft is winning next year with uh, Armored Core. I think Armored Core is going to be a much more niche title. Um, that's the I think a lot of the typical journalists are going to be like, wait a minute, this isn't a Souls-like game. It's like no, it's a fucking Armored Core game. It's like the sixth or seventh one in the franchise. It, it's going to play like the other Armored Core games. It, it really makes me wonder if a game like Elden Ring came out the same time as The Witcher Three. Who would won? <laughs> Who would really... I think Elden Ring would have still won. I do. <laughs> yeah. The like... only the only years that I'm not a hundred percent sure if Elden Ring would have still taken Game of the Year mm. is 2018 and 2017. God of War and Breath of the Wild, I think, really, really would have given 2018. I think more so than Ragnarok would have given Elden Ring a fight. Um, I I think it would have won over Last of Us Two. I think it would have won over, um, It Takes Two. I think it would have won over Inquisition. Yeah, pretty much any of the other years, I would say. Man, um, besides twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. I think I think Legend, Breath of the Wild would definitely watch Elder Ring. <laughs> oh, oh, for fuck! Well, then yeah. again, but then again, it's like, you know, the tricky part about it is like you wouldn't have a game like. The way Elden Ring did without exactly the way, the way Breath of the Wild did some stuff. Exactly, yeah. that's why that makes that so tricky. It's like yeah, yeah, <laughs> you couldn't, you cannot have those two yeah, games you, you, released you, during the same year. Yeah, you you would have to compare it to like tiers of the, uh, the, uh, of the what, kingdom, the, uh, yeah, kingdom, and then that one comes out. You know what's funny? Someone said, "Well, if God of War Ragnarok came out." Next year, I'm pretty sure it would win Game of the Year. I don't know. I'm not, Bro, I don't think it would. Zelda comes out next year. I don't think it would. <laughs> like, like let's let's not pretend that this year. Like, let's let's not pretend that next year isn't stacked. Even besides really? Zelda, here's here's what I can tell you: mm-hmm. If God of War came out last year, it would have easily won Game of the Year over It Takes Two. Probably, yeah, for easily. Sure. Oh yeah. That would have been a wash if it if it actually came out last year, but it mm-hmm. didn't. So it has to go up against Elden Ring. And I think that PlayStation is very upset about that. Damn. I don't think PlayStation likes um losing <laughs> losing uh, <laughs> the the award shows. I really don't. Uh, I mean, hey, they got three awards. They can they can st- <laughs> they they went in different categories and shit. Um I was gonna say something. I lost my train of thought, but um, I mean, who knows? Spider Man Two could be a game of the year contender. Contender, absolutely, yes, yeah. for sure, for sure. And and um, I know Nerdstorm mentioned Jedi, oh, yeah. the Jedi Fallen Order sequel too. And yeah. look, it 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 would have to make massive improvements to the formula. But if they do, then yes, it could be a, like it could definitely get a nomination. Yeah, I just like. Unless they fuck something up with Zelda, man, I, 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 I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, it, it, Jedi Fallen Survivor has to be not only an improvement 
to the last game by a larger scale, but I think it also has to do something different in the gaming industry that hasn't been done before, like adding a new flavor to the uh, Metroidvania type of thing. That game is, is like essentially like a Metroidvania type of stuff, if you really want to. It kind of is, yeah. yeah. Like, And and in in many ways, Souls-like games, like like um, Bloodborne, Dark Souls, they, they do have Metroidvania influences. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of Metroidvanias, Silk Song comes out next year. Silk Song, Silk Song. What, what is that? Hollow Knight Silk Song. Oh fuck! The the sequel to Hollow Knight, yeah, oh, that's uh, Game of the Year look, contender. man, I'm just saying it, it could be a contender. Um, oh, I man. think that's easily one of the most anticipated games right now. And shame on the Game Awards for not having that on their list of most anticipated titles. Oh man, it's absolutely shame on y'all. Twenty 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 three is going to be a good year for gaming. I, it's yep. gonna. I hope it's like. How how it felt for me in two thousand seven when you had nothing but bangers and bangers after yeah. bangers. <laughs> My two favorite gaming years are, I think two thousand ten. I think we had like Donkey Kong Country Returns and Super Mario Galaxy two. Yeah, and um, twenty seventeen with Cuphead, Hollow Knight, Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey. Yeah, I can't. I can't Those even... games just really resonate with me. Yeah, I can't say I have anything. I think 2012 was like a good year. I, I had to think. I think 2012 and 2013 were like good years. Mm-hmm. 2008 was a good year too. I mean, it's it's really hard to like. Uh, 2005 with Resident Evil 4 and God of War 2. 2005 was a good fucking year. God yeah. of War and Resident Evil 4 came out the in same the same year. year. God yeah. of War 2 and Resident Evil 4 came, and that's one of the things. It's like. That's the only reason God of War 2 didn't didn't sweep up Game of the Year awards. It's because Resident Evil 4 came out that year, and there's there was nothing oh, actually under God's or nothing on God's green earth yeah. that was gonna win over Resident Evil 4. It's just just not gonna fucking yeah, happen. Yeah, no, no, that was just that, no. that that changed the landscape. I mean, yeah, 20, 2018 followed the followed the Resident Evil 4 formula in some degree. And a lot of games follow the Resident Evil 4 formula still to this day. <laughs> PlayStation's entire first-party strategy was built on the foundations of Resident Evil 4, and that is not an overstatement. Right. The third-person over-the-shoulder single-player game is Resident Evil 4. That it started with Resident Evil 4. Yeah. That changed everything. And yeah, they don't do the laser pointer shit anymore. They figured out other ways to do it, but that was it at the time, man. And that, that's, you, you know, you know, what's funny. So, so I'm going to tell you, well, technically Resident Evil 4 wasn't, it was actually some game called, let's say some, what's the game called? Some game called went back for like the N64 that had the similar, it, but <laughs> I remember someone trying to tell me that, yeah, that game wasn't the first. And it's like, yeah, you, you play as this guy, you run behind him, you point and shoot, you shoot people. It had like an over the shoulder thing, but it wasn't like, the way Resident Evil 4 did it. And it's just no, like, and it wasn't executed as well. Yeah, like that's, right. that's the thing. It's not, it's not necessarily a competition of who did it first. It's who right. did it first effectively yes. and well, right. like the whole camera system in Mario 64, you can pinpoint other games that had some semblance of a camera, but they didn't right. execute it intuitively. They didn't right. execute it well. Yeah. It's There's like, a difference. Like people say like, Oh, Resident, Resident 1 wasn't the first horror game. It was like, no, it wasn't, but it definitely, definitely, 
coined the, the genre of survival horror in that game, yes, which became the question, sta- which became the standard in the industry still to this day. So it was the first to made it a genre, and everyone followed suit with it. <laughs> yep, yep, not up for debate. Yeah, um, that's just that's just a fact. And speaking of which, uh oh. Actually, not really. Oh, that was <laughs> such a bad transition. All right. Um, something, 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 movies, something, 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 video games. Okay, there's a transition. <laughs> Gamers, Josh and I want to spend a little time talking about movie adaptations because they've been pretty big in the news recently. Yeah. Um, we're oh, getting yeah. a God of War series on Amazon. We're getting a Horizon Zero Dawn series or movie or something. We're getting a Warhammer movie with Henry Cavill. We're getting a Ghost of Tsushima movie. We're getting a Mario movie. Mm. Movie adaptations, show adaptations last year with Arcane and Edge Runners. This is just wow. They're at the forefront of the industry right now. And, you know, shows like Castlevania really showed that games can make quality adaptations because in the past they have not. We've had just like diarrhea, dog shit, vomit, piss, terrible adaptations like Assassin's Creed and, and shit like that. Mm. Uncharted. But um we are in a bit of a different landscape now a lot of these shows have proven that we can actually make good adaptations if i want to know what do you guys think about is the- your or not you guys because well actually no let me know because this is going to be our comment we have on spotify man i'm just not on it today it's all good man it's called we won't, let me reset we're, we're, um, we're, we're gonna call this episode working through it yeah working through it um so we're going to have this as a comment. I want to know what you guys, like what franchise you'd love to see um, adapted into a show or movie. But Josh, like if you had to pick something, you had to pick a game franchise or maybe one specific game to get adapted into a film or TV, what would you pick? And what, what would you have the adaptation be like? um, And why, I guess I'm going to say doom. (laughs) Wait, they had a doom. No, I forgot. Fuck. (laughs) Shit. I mean, Done correctly! God damn it! Ew. I would love to see Doom go like the Mandalorian approach. I would love to see that. I oh, would... like okay, like a show? Yeah, like like I think Doom it can actually work if it was like a Mandalorian type of style. And the the cool thing is, like the character could be completely silent, and it can work. Like, yeah, I think I, that can work. I would love to see a silent protagonist work in a movie and to see <laughs> see how that works. I, I, I don't know. I, I would love to see that. He doesn't say no words. He says things with his actions, and his actions have meaning. And at the same time, it could be a badass show with great cinematography, some action pieces and everything, some badassery-ness to it with some good music. And it could be, you know, it could be amazing. But yeah, I... <laughs> so in my mind i thought Doom hasn't been made into a movie but it had that there was the with carl <laughs> urban and the rock and then they did another movie that no one talked about and both movies shouldn't be talked about but i don't know but yeah it's, so would you would you have well first of all would you have it as a show or a movie hmm I think honestly, bro, I think the show format could work, honestly, because it gives okay. more time. It gives more time to uh to fill out the lore and stuff like that. Like a game like Doom could definitely work as a TV show if done correctly. It's just there's a lot of lore about the Doom universe, about the Doom Slayer, and they can really take the lore and transform it into something 
that hasn't been done before that can still be as badass. It can still be as entertaining as it was for the video game. So like Doom has a lot of lore and they can take, they can translate the lore and make it into, you know, in their own vision, but it also has to honor the game as well. I think it could work. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the way to do it would be, you could have the silent protagonist of the Doom Slayer have yeah. much of the, have much of the going like of the story and stuff be with the Doom Slayer not on screen. Yeah, and when he is on screen, it's like biblical. Like you know, when this guy is on screen, shit is going to go the fuck down. Oh yeah. Um, but like have like the other, you know. They got some crazy shit going on with some of the gods and stuff in that in the franchise as it is right now. Oh yeah, like yeah, that's that's definitely uh one thing I would love to see become. They said they're working on Gears of War or so, and I, I'm still waiting on that. That game series could definitely work as a TV series. Um, I yep. w- I really would I forgot about see- Gears of War. Yeah, I would really love to see Mass Effect be a thing. I think they're working on that one too, and that could work as a TV series. Like you know, any any game that's that has like very expensive lore and details, I it's, I think for me personally, it's better to make it a TV series than a movie because like the movie you can only put so much detail in, and one of the one of the mistakes film uh filmmakers do is they they put they put a lot of the lore shit in like Easter eggs for fans to fill out, and I think it's just not the right way to do things for people who are regular moviegoers who just want to sit and just watch it. Like people don't like all this exposition. They, they 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 just want a strong, cohesive story that's easy to follow. Yeah, and you can just build upon that over time. By and you know the best way to do it is to introduce characters and other episodes and let people get time to understand these episodes into these characters. You know, and, and things like and things like that. <clears throat> um, would you would you rather the show be animated or live action with CGI? It could be both. It could be. Both, but then, it, but then it's the question like, well, it, I mean, it, it can't like, be, it can't be live action. Oh, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, both as in like you, you can do whatever approach that that works for you. I guess what I meant to say, it could work either either way. Oh, okay, what, either what, what, could what, work. What, what I what I meant to say. Um, okay. but, then, but then again, it's like it's it's one it could it's like what's more, I think it's I think it's more expensive expensive to do what CGI and such. Like probably fully, animation, honestly. Yeah, like, drawn animation would probably be more expensive. Yeah, because like. That one you can like you can like do all the fix ups and like po- you know post uh, editing and things like that and you know add some effects here and there to make it more appealing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of any other video games that could turn into a. Well, for me, um, I have I have two di- like as a Nintendo fan, I have two directions I would want to go. I oh, either man. want a Metroid show. Oh, that would work with another silent protagonist type of show. That can work. Or. A Star Fox movie, I think, would be really, really cool. You don't have to give too that much is, exposition for a Star Fox I movie. Would you know, there's a team. Oh, dude, it'd be so good. You know, there's a team. That. Exactly. You know, there's a team of animals in this, like in space, that yeah. do missions. You just have very basic exposition there. You set up the personalities of the characters. You have a galactic threat with Andros. Yes, and that that's learned about like a fourth of the way through the film. Yes. And then you have these insanely epic dog fights with Star Wolf. And then Star Wolf realizes that Andros is the bigger threat. And he teams up oh. with you to take out Andros. It's, oh. it, it writes itself. 
and it would be a fucking amazing movie. Bro, like, I, I literally I would, just wrote the script right there. I would literally, I would literally watch that. I, I would, yeah. I would watch I, it. I think Star Fox would be the best transition to a movie of any Nintendo franchise. Any. More so than Zelda, yeah. Mario, Metroid, Ooh. any Pikmin, Pokemon, any of them. I really feel like Star Fox would be an awesome, awesome fucking movie because those characters yeah. have great personalities. Yeah. They do. I mean, imagine we can hear like, uh, oh, I forgot what the, what the rabbit's guy name. I forgot his name. Uh, Peppy. Yeah, Peppy. Peppy, Peppy yeah, he could have said, yeah, yeah, we, we could hear him say his famous iconic line, you know, yeah, do, a do a barrel roll, roll. do a barrel <laughs> roll. <laughs> that would definitely be in the movie. I would love, uh, I would, I would Andros love. would have to be in the movie for sure. Yeah, and, and, and this is why I need the Super Mario movie to be actually good. Because if it's good, we can have more of those conversations and have those movies and we can have those realized on the big yeah. screen. Because I told I told my friend Kuma, say, listen, I need this Super Mario movie to be good. Because if it's good, we can get a Donkey Kong movie. We can get a, you know, Legend of Zelda. Like, we I, we need it to be good. That <laughs> who, did, who did Zootopia? Zootopia? I think that's Disney. Whoever did Zootopia, I think, would do a really good job in a Star Fox movie. Right. Then it's like Nintendo has to approach. Hmm. Who knows? It, it can. I feel like Nintendo and the Disney are like kind of similar and kind of like the whole ideology about like their look and reputation and things like that. As far as like their iconic characters, and I and I think I, can, I think it really I think they can work together for sure. They have to find a way how to make it work, but I think they can do it. They can make, they can make it work out. Yeah, I think. Um... I don't know. I I'm trying to think of another franchise like over Star Fox. Um, it is. It was produced by Walt Disney Animation Studios. Yeah, Zootopia yeah. was actually a very good. Like normally, most of those like talking animal movies are really shitty. Yeah. Like Secret Life of Pets and stuff like that. But Zootopia <laughs> was actually a good movie. I feel like uh, I think I think they did. I think they might have did an anime of F Zero. I'm not entirely sure. They did. They okay. did an anime of F Zero. Yeah. Yeah, cause I was like, F Zero could be cool. They brought that back. I mean, they can definitely do the Fire Emblem thing. Is oh, or, or, unless they did that too, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> Fire Emblem would have to be a show because yeah. they have so much political story building and stuff like that. Yeah, like it would have to be a show that like you could not put that into one or two movies. It would just be way too much. Now, can can Splatoon work as a like a kids show? <laughs> A, Splatoon could absolutely work as a yeah. kids show, but it it would it would really have to be like a kids show where the episodes aren't necessarily congruent with each other and right yeah it it could it could work as a kids show though. I, I you know what I know one franchise that could work as a uh, a TV series. Uh, it's, it's, this is out the blue even for me, like uh, Ninja Gaiden. Hmm. Those yeah, they, would that they, be kind of similar to the Ghosts of Tsushima movie they're doing? Uh, well, I was Ghosts of Tsushima was, was a lot bigger. Like, uh, Ninja Guy is like in a is in that same vein of gameplay style and structure the way like Dead or Alive is. Not Dead or Alive. Hmm. Uh, not that's that's the, that's the other main. No, uh, Devil May Cry. That's what I meant to say. Okay. Yeah, they could do something like that. Which is, I think Devil May Cry is getting this. Oh yeah, it, it had its own anime, and they're getting another one too. I don't know. Basically, it's a lot of things they could they could make it work. I'm just I'm just getting excited just, just, just talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I I think not every 
you know, I feel like people could say every franchise, but not not every franchise could really work. I, I I'm still not a hundred percent convinced that Mario really works as a feature length movie. Yeah. But a lot remains to be seen. We've seen some trailers and I'll admit the trailers have been pretty good. Like want, I can't even be a hater. Yeah, they won they won a they put out that little clip, you know, it was it was pretty cool. Uh I'm still trying to get sold. I'm still trying to figure out what they're going to do with Chris Pratt's version because it's just, Ugh. it's just, uh, I don't know. I, I, it's not I, very good. I, I hope it's, I hope it gets better the more we watch the movie, but we'll see. I feel like once the movie come out, people are like, oh man, everybody was great, but Chris Pratt sucks. Yeah. I feel like that's what a lot of people are going to say. I think that's going to be a lot of the reviews is that the movie was awesome, but Chris Pratt is not a good Mario. And he's, I mean, I can already tell he's not like I've seen all I need to see in those trailers when it comes to his voice acting. Well, people, people don't want, they don't, they don't want Chris Pratt and <laughs> people don't want Chris Pratt and none of their shit. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. There's something deeper going on. I don't know about, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't really keep up with like what goes on with a lot of these actors and actresses. Yeah, he might, so he might. I have no clue, but it seems like the, the general public opinion just turned on Chris Pratt at some point, And yeah. I have no idea why Is it, it, maybe, it could be for a good reason. I just have no clue. It could, maybe it could have been a political thing, a religious thing. I don't know. It, it could, sometimes somebody, somebody was, somebody can say some shit and they could just rub people the wrong way. And you could just be like, yeah, but you're done. Like, off, like even like off top like this, everyone's talking about um, like uh, you know Henry Cavill not being a Superman anymore. Yep. And now he's got his own you know Warhammer 40k thing he's working on, which is amazing because this dude is an avid gamer, which is I'm amazing. excited for that. I'm yeah. very excited for his Warhammer production. Right. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm I know I know we're gonna talk about that probably too, but like people are like, oh, say, we can talk about it now. Yeah, people are saying like. Oh, like Dwayne Johnson, he's the reason why he, you know, the the MC, the DCU's failing because of his big fucking ego and everything. Uh, uh, oh my god, I lost my train of thought. God damn it! See, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, where's this going? Yeah, it's called it's called working it out. I think what I was trying to say is, um, oh, because it, it was similar to like the whole Chris Pratt thing. And I don't know, think Dwayne no, ruined anything. No, 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 keep no, on. no, 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 it's, 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 it's something completely irrelevant. I was going to say it's, it's about that, the black Adam movie. And okay. like, it basically, you know, that movie looked like it had a potential. It could have, it could have made a box office success of like maybe 600 million globally or whatever it could, it could have, but it, it didn't, it didn't win enough to like, you know, for the studios, uh, for it to be like, you know, consider, you know, working on a sequel and stuff like that. But basically in their mind, the movie bombed because the budget was like $200 and then they only made like 300 and uh, they only made 300 uh, and more, you know, globally. It was, it, 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 it was not as a big success as the rock trying to make it out to be. And well, I think Black Adam like reason, isn't that big of a of a comic book character. No, and, I, I think and the I, movie is kind of stinky from what I heard. Yeah, I think what, what I heard it was like, yeah, he tried to make it about him, and it was more about, you know, like the, the, the it became less of a connection about Shazam and him and how they, you know, line up together, and then on top of it too, I think his his ego kind of played a part of it. <laughs> I think he says some yeah. things that like brought people the wrong way, saying that Black Adam could beat the crap out of Superman in, in, in an interview, and the fans were like, "Hey, you, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, bro," and I I, I think like yeah like his ego can like really play a part into why the movie didn't work out well. And then things like that, you know, that, 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 but that, but again, but again, that's just one man's opinion. And then 
leading into Chris Pratt, he might have said something that could have rubbed people the wrong way and people just not fuck with him for that. You know, kind of like with Brie Larson, people didn't like her views on her, you know, her social, you know, activism, whatever the case may be. There was just some men that didn't fuck with her. And they say the movie was trash, but really it was just directed towards her than the movie itself. And, you know, it, it's just anything can happen. That's the, that's the point I was trying to get at. Reason why a movie can work or cannot work because of people can use what the actor said or did against them and they can just play a part into the success or not. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I think, uh, I do think the Rock's ego probably played a part because he like refused to have any Shazam cameos or anything like that because he yeah. quote wanted to play in the big leagues. Right, and it's like bro, Shazam isn't really in the big leagues. I yeah. mean, uh, sorry, not Shazam. Uh, Black Adam isn't really in the big leagues. Right, like, yeah, he, 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 and the movie sucks because the Rock really isn't a good actor. Let's be honest, he's not a good actor. Ooh, <laughs> he's not. He's he, he's he's a superstar, but he's not no, a great actor. No, he, he can only play himself. You know what's funny? I, I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, like he he had he had like a few good roles, like Ballers is one of them. But but he could play it in his vein. But like sure, yeah, no, like he 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 definitely he makes the same kind of movies, and at the same time, yeah. he's kind of like the Will Smith when he makes the same kind of movies to where it was, you know, like, you, know, like you can say Will Smith made the same kind of movies. You know, you buy, you, you, you buy movies just to see him in that era. Well, Will where, Smith is a much better actor. No, than the Rock. He, yeah, he, he is a much better actor, but then he, he do make kind of similar movies as the last. And then I think like, since like the times have changed, the movie industry changed, people are more interested in characters and things like that. And you know, the time of people just buying these box office ideas is, is is getting old and outdated. Like The Rock, he built his foundation off of social media, kind of like Kevin Hart did with the whole Fast and Furious, the Fast and Furious franchise, and he made bigger movies and bigger announcements. Like one thing about The Rock, he is a showman. He knows how to hype people up, and that's his job because yes. because what he did in the in, in, in the years of wrestler and stuff like that. But it's just um, that ego can really play a part, you know that that, that yeah. ego. And then yeah, he does make the same kind of movies and. He doesn't have like a franchise franchise that he can just sit on where people like, oh man, I want to come back for that. Unless Hobbs and Shaw get a sequel, I don't know. <laughs> well, aren't they doing more Fast and Furious bullshit? They. Where's that over? Oh, I don't no. give a fuck about that franchise. They, oh it, no, I, they got, I don't they got, get why people even like it. They they got like two more, but like I I that the fatigue word off after Paul Walker died for me. That was it. I, that's the fatigue word off, especially when they did a sequel after that. I knew this when the, the writing was in the wall. Yeah, this, this franchise is not going to be safe without Paul Walker. It's just, it's not that the whole family thing is just, they, they should have ended it with it's seven corny. went on. Huh? It's just corny. Like yeah. the, I, I don't, I just have no idea why people ever really watch those movies. I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't get it. So it's, I, I oh, maybe they're oh, not for me. Oh, I can tell you, it's it's a suspension of disbelief. We do, it's kind of like uh, why we watch Dragon Ball. We don't. Some people just watch it for the sake of they don't really care too much about it. But like, yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's it's just a, it's it's just it's just a it's just a dumb brain dead movie just to watch. You know, muscle dudes beat the shit out of each other, yeah. and, and hey, I like dumb brain dead movies, but <laughs> maybe the first one, and then like the shit that they're doing now, I'm just like, what? What is? Yeah, like, they, chasing helicopters and shit. Yeah, like, what the fuck. They they basically transformed the series from racing to like heist and 
it went from it went from racing to like like a heist movie. Then it's then it's like then it's all like saving the world globally type of shit, <laughs> bro. Like, yeah. It's just and then you got like the government and like the anti-government whatever that's trying to bring in and then they putting people into space. It's just like, like the, bro, it does not need to be that deep. It, it, it's just a, it's just a movie about a guy who cooks barbecue with his family, saving the world. <laughs> that's what it's about. Basically, it, it, it doesn't get any more ridiculous than that, bro. It's like it's, it's it, 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 that's Fast and Furious for you. And then the funny thing is, like, the, they they know those movies are corny, and people know they're corny, but people come by and watch them all the time because they're fun for some people. Yeah, yeah. they make millions of dollars, so yeah, it's it's not like you're a Mission Impossible where it's like, oh shit, the stakes are higher, things is bigger and better. It, it's nothing like that. <laughs> Where where things are a lot more smart and makes a lot more you know sense narrative right. and things like that yeah, but um yeah Warhammer I'm I'm happy for Henry Cavill bro I really am yep I think that's a great project I think he'll uh thrive more on that project than he did uh Superman because he yeah. he is obsessed with the Warhammer like he he loves it we know for a fact we got the the receipts you that he's a legitimate fan. You know what's funny? Like I heard about the Warhammer series for a while. I never really like took time to really like look at it and such. But like last yeah. yesterday, I was at my job and I was talking to this guy. He was like breaking down the Warhammer series and everything. He had me watching. Oh, this it's thing. crazy! Yeah, he had me it's watch insanely yeah, deep. He had me watch this tra- this video on YouTube. It was like uh, a Stardust project, and I was wa- I watched like 13, 12 or thirteen minutes of it. And I was like. Oh, these motherfuckers is badass, and I guess they're like I don't know, like, like kind of space marines or some shit, like these big hulking dudes with like big ass guns and shit, just fucking up everybody. I'm just like, I might need to check out this stuff, but then again, I was like, I look at the franchise and stuff, it's like that whole thing is big as hell, and it's like, and my thing is like, where do I fucking begin? Like to any, I'm just to anyone who's a Warhammer f- f- fan or 40k fan, I have one question to ask. If I want to get into the games, where do I start? <laughs> oh, so okay. I'll I'll throw in my two cents. I'm not a Warhammer fan, but I know a few people that are. Yeah. Um you want to start with the actual tabletop game probably if you're going to get into the franchise in general. That's where like mm, most of the lore yeah. and stuff is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with the books and stuff that are associated with it. Yeah, yeah. But as for the games themselves, it's like it's a totally different ball game. It, it's kind of confusing, honestly. Kind of like D and D. The whole thing started with like in the seventies. I don't know. Was, was that a tabletop D and D? Yeah, D and D was like yeah, it was definitely a, it a tabletop. Was, yeah, game. it was. The, you don't need figures to play yeah, it though. You just yeah. need a book. Yeah, because that was the first. I think RPG. People say it was yeah. the first RPG. Yeah. Actually, the only thing you need for D and D is dice. You don't need anything yeah. else. The rest can be totally imagination. Oh my god, bro! You know what? I, you know what I just did? Hmm. I just opened the floodgates. People we like, oh snap! Josh wants to be a part of us now. <laughs> Join the Warhammer group. <laughs> no, they're gonna they're they gonna start breaking down the books, the encyclopedias, and everything. Yep. Listen, here, here's what you need to know. Okay, <laughs> what you need to know is that you know once you get into this shit, you never come back. And I'm like, yeah, it's like Fuck. One Piece fans. <laughs> it was like, what have I got myself into? <laughs> Now you have a hobby for the next 50 years. You know what? Let me ask you this. It's, I know I, I'm actually enjoying this part. Um, hey, ever. Okay. This is 
completely off topic off script. Is there like a big franchise of a video game that you like? If 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 you were if someone were to talk to you right now, ask you to give you like a forty minute essay about a video game, what video game franchise would you talk about? That I could give a forty minute essay on. Yeah, or presentation, whatever you want to do. Um. That's a big ass question. I know. I just that is a big one. <laughs> um, a couple franchises have come to mind. I would probably the the easiest for me to do would be Mario. Right. Um, that would oh. be the easiest. I could probably do Resident Evil though. Yeah. I just guess. because of like how much I've been yeah, ever since I played Resident Evil Four, kind of thing. Yeah, I could do Resident Evil for sure too. Um, I could probably do Hollow Knight alone. Honestly, I could probably do just Hollow Knight. Damn. Yeah, Hollow Knight's got a lot of shit. No, like, so like the reason I asked because it's just like, you know, you have those. If, if someone asks you, someone like, "Hey, man, what you, what you will tell? What, what what can you tell me about those those games?" And you're like, "Oh, well, I can tell you." You give them like a long ass conversation. You're like, "Oh my yeah. god, I wasn't expecting." It's was like, "Well, you shouldn't ask the question then, because yeah. <laughs> because you, you 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 didn't know what you didn't know what you walked yourself into." That's true, that's why I was getting that. <laughs> yeah, no, I would honestly, dude, probably Mario would be the easiest for me. Um, but I could also do the like Wario games. Like oh, I man. could do, I could talk about WarioWare and the Wario Land games easily. I could do a forty-minute fucking dissertation on that shit. Absolutely. <laughs> would you Would you explain the lore like it? It was like see, like see, like would you explain the story like and like you do like this approach? You see the story like for like Donkey Kong. You see the stories about this dude. He was chilling at home until these criminals came in, busted in his house, and took all his bananas. Donkey Kong woke up one day as mad as shit and wanted to whoop somebody's ass to find out who took his fucking banana. <laughs> That's like all the lore. Like honestly, Donkey Kong and Wario, they don't have lore. It would be more talking about like the game design and the game mechanics and stuff right. like that. But that's right. like you just summed up the entire Donkey Kong Country franchise story. That's basically it, honestly. Donkey Kong punches the moon out of orbit once. At the end of Returns, that's how he beats the main villain in Returns. He oh, that's a feat. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, and and the fucking dorks on the internet actually use that as a feat, even though it's clearly like a very jokey thing that they did. Oh, um, man. but basically, what happens at the end of Returns is you get shot out of a volcano, and Donkey Kong like flies in the air, mm-hmm. he, and he's like screaming, and then he flies past the moon. Yeah, and he looks down at the volcano that the villains, and he's like, "Wait a minute," and he just winds his fist up and punches the moon and it falls out of the sky and falls on the on the bad guy it's like it's kind of like uh in donkey kong jungle beat (laughs) (laughs) have you ever played donkey kong jungle beat man i actually got those congas right in my my room right now it's such a good fucking game In, in in donkey kong jungle beat one of the boss fights like so basically the boss fights in that game are you just throw hands with another monkey. Yep. <laughs> and you just, like, you literally, like, dodge. It's almost like punch out. You, like, dodge left to right, jump. Yeah. And you're against some, like, some sort of ape, like an orangutan or a gorilla. There's all kinds of different apes you fight in the game. And Bro, I feel like playing one it. of them, <laughs> dude, it's so fucking cool. One of them, you fight, like, the sumo gorilla. Mm. And you're on an asteroid entering Earth's surface yeah while the asteroid is burning up 
due to the atmosphere of the Earth, mm. and you're in space. And oh, Donkey Kong's just chilling, that, throwing that, hands with another gorilla. Not even giving a damn. <laughs> no, he doesn't give a rat's ass. Yeah, DK is is a badass in that game, though. I I absolutely love Jungle Beat. Uh, but I do think if you are gonna play Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, please play it with the bongos. They have a version for the Wii where you use the Wiimote and Nunchuck as replacements. Ew. Dog, it does not hit the same. I'm telling you right Ew. now. You heard it here first. Those bongos are paramount. Especially the clapping. Yeah. Bro, the clapping is so fun. I feel like do I, after this episode, I'm probably going to boot up Donkey Kong right now and just I'll play try it. I might, I might even like do like a let's play of it and just upload it right after. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. Yeah, it, it's it's so fun. I I I remember I played it. It was just I, I, now I really want to go back to play it right now. It's just I, I Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong is he he the man? <laughs> He's a man. He's you know, the dude. If you if you told me to to describe what Super Mario is about, it, it, it might sound like the plot of the movie. And if we're correct, that that would be crazy. But it's like, yeah. How you explain? It? Yeah, you see the guy. It was about a story about this dude. He was trying to save his girlfriend from this raging monkey, and after he did that, he tried to kidnap the monkey. But then his monkey, then the monkey's son came back and saved the father. And dude decided to work as a wrecking crew. He did a few jobs here and there, and he he became a janitor. He became yep. a referee for boxing. Yep. He did everything. But he one day, he's you know he's, he he decided he wanted to settle down and work with his brother as Mario Brothers. He was helping the sewer lines and shit until one fucking day, he just fell down the wrong pipe and it took him to a mystical world that made no sense. There's the Mushroom Kingdom. And now he gets warped into a battle trying to save the princess from Bowser. And he was just stuck there ever since. <laughs> yep, now he's just been there ever since. Yeah, and the, even though the original Lord of the Mario game, he said that he, he basically turned all the toes into bricks and... Anytime you jump a brick, it's like this Mario. Does it count that Mario was murdering people? Dog, when I learned that, I was like, damn, that means I'm essentially just murdering motherfuckers. It's not even like in Sonic when you defeat a robot enemy and the animal pops out and runs away. Right. They're just just gone. (laughs) Mario's a murderer murderer and a a a Koopa stepper. (laughs) Oh my God. That that, that, that was fun. Yeah, but the secret hidden lore, the hidden lore of Donkey Kong. I can't wait, bro. If they do, if that's why, if they do a movie or anything, I, I will fucking, bro. I'll be happy. I'd love a DK movie, yeah. For I'd real, love a DK movie. Yeah, because we need more. Because like the funny thing is, a lot of people think like Mario was the first, was the first dude. It's like no, it was DK. Yeah. DK was the DK was the one. Mario didn't even have a name. He was Jumpman. He had. He had a blue undershirt, a blue undershirt, and red overalls. Yeah, just in general, I'm I'm just like a, a massive Donkey Kong fan. I think his games are just amazing. Oh, yeah. Outside of like Donkey Kong '64, because I know people have fond memories of that game, but it's not a very well designed game, if we're being honest. It, well, you know, as a you know, as you ever feel like when you were a kid, you love a game a lot more because of your bias, but then when you get older, yes. you realize, damn, this game is really not. Oh, yeah. It, it I loved a lot of shitty games as a kid. A lot. <laughs> and you don't realize that they're so bad until you grow up and you play more games because you don't have an yeah. idea of what the industry actually uh, offers. <laughs> and also, as a kid, you're used to being bad at every game you touch. So yeah. you can't really differentiate between games with bad mechanics and games that are built well, you know? 
You know, another funny thing, a lot of us were stuck with those games too. We, you know, exactly. Our, yeah, a lot of our parents that they weren't buying games every week like they was back in the day because like video games were hell of expensive way back then, especially for cartridges. Yeah, you was yeah. using you was at Blockbuster every week. I know I was. <laughs> yeah, I went to Blockbuster all the time. I rented games like Rayman Two, Tonic Trouble, Pokemon Puzzle League, all kind of stuff from uh, Blockbuster. Right. And you know what's funny when you get older, you said that the game was wasn't that good as you think it is. You got people that say, "Oh man, it was really that good." It's like, no, it. it it's really like when wasn't. was the last time you played it? Well, when I was a kid. Hmm. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, go back to play it now. Like, like people get mad when I said Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub Zero was not that good of a game. It was fun. I was like, no, it's not, bro. I was like, tell me why. I, it took me years to figure out that I had to go on the internet to figure out. In order for me to go up an elevator, I had to push these button combinations to, to make it work. But there was no tutorial to tell you otherwise. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's just shitty. That's just that's that. Yeah, you know, figuring out when you figure out a puzzle, it works when everything lines up for you to figure it out. But when it's just an obstacle in your way and you don't know where to go, it's basically like the records just didn't even think about the you know the player you know the problems a player may face and shit. And you don't keep if you don't have the players in mind on whether if they can figure it out or not or if it's helpful and they can't figure it out, you basically failed. You failed. And nowadays, we have the opposite where, like, in God of War Ragnarok, the second you look at a puzzle, all the NPCs are telling you the solution within the first three seconds. That is so annoying as fuck. That I is, hated that, dude. That is so I fucking annoying. hated that. I got so sick of that by the end of the game where if I wanted to, like, explore around or something or, or get a look at my surroundings and just take it all in, but yeah. like, throw your axe at the thing or, or Freya's telling me or barking the solution at me like over and over and over again. I'm like, why, why would you guys put puzzles in the game? If this is what you're going to do, I get what, what happened is you guys designed a game and you had players get stuck on these parts for longer than you would have liked during the play testing. Yeah. Great. And the thing Design is, the game differently then. And, and they could have did things differently to where like the characters could explain it in more detail. Like, the part that fucked me up with the silver arrows, and I didn't realize if you shot it more than once in the same spot, it makes it bigger. And I was like, "Well, fuck! Yeah. If I had, had I known that shit, I would have been, <laughs> I would have got more creative with it." But it was just like, and on top of that, they tell, they tell you what it is. It's just made, it made you feel stupid and frustrated, and it was just like, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I. That would that part was just so frustrated. I would just rather they not even have the puzzles in the game if they're right. gonna make the puzzles like that, and then have the characters just bark at you the whole time right it's just annoying yeah because like you know because like i was hoping they would do like the you know like night all dick with a chart you know when you're stuck in the puzzle they give you like the hint if you wait for a very long time you're like fuck i don't know what to do yeah it's so like a hey. long time though for a long time right i and get it, that yeah they will help you say hey if you put it right there it works i'm like oh shit well thank you <laughs> yeah but it's like the first like no lie i think i it, it's within the first 10 seconds of seeing some of these puzzles. Yeah. And then it's over and over again every 15 seconds that you're there. It's like, <laughs> God damn. I think I think I found there was an accessibility option where you can like extend it so they don't bark at you. <laughs> and it's no, like... it, it's it's to make it so they do it more. Oh, really? Yeah, because oh, I, that's thought, dumb. I thought oh, I thought mind. the one I thought the default setting is is the lowest that they have it at. I didn't know that. That's I don't ridiculous. think you can turn it down because I tried. Oh, uh, that's when I 
put my TV on mute, then that's just, ugh, that's not good. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's just, that's just too much, though. Yeah, especially you want to get bark bad and stuff. And that's why and you do play testing, you have to make sure it's just, you know, it, it has to be enjoyable as it is challenging, but definitely not as annoying. That's the problem when you make games for the, like, when you take a game like God of War and you, it's a first party PlayStation game, so you have to make it for everybody. Mm. You, you know, you lose some things in translation. You have to make it so players don't get stuck kind of thing, or players don't really have to think too hard about a puzzle because you want, mm. uh, you know, you want it to to move players along. But the problem is, I feel like certain games lend themselves and certain game design decisions lend themselves to being better for the general audience. Like mm-hmm. Mario games and Zelda games are made for everyone and they don't need to do any of that shit. Yeah. Like Mario games are just designed in a way that players intuitively learn as they go and they don't need um, NPCs to tell them what to do and stuff. Now they don't really have puzzles either, but Zelda has puzzles and they've yeah. never had anything like that. They had Navi, but Navi just generally told you like what part of the world you may need to be in. And most of the time Navi wasn't even correct anyways. Yeah. And, it, it, and like another beauty about those games is like, you know, you get rewarded for your curiosity too, by going off the path you're, you wasn't even intending to go to. <laughs> like I think, yeah. uh, yeah, breath of the wild. I think I, I pick up a seed or somewhere. I took it to some kind of weird looking tree and then boom, it's just like, Oh shit. I got rewarded for that. Amazing. You know, neat. <laughs> yeah. Just like cool little shit like that. Yeah. And then like, like, Hey, the puzzle's right there, Jack. And like, bro, stop screaming at me. Like, Jesus, like, well, shit, if you know the answer, then you, then you do the fucking puzzle shit. Yeah, Maybe five minutes at least. <laughs> right? Yeah, hopefully God of War, the next game, when it comes out 10 years from now, will not do that. <laughs> yeah, I think it will, though, because they got to they gotta make it for, for everybody, basically. Oh, yeah. And I think that's part of what makes Elden Ring cool, is that they don't give a shit about all the AAA development tropes mm-hmm. they actively go against all of them oh yeah and they're like we're gonna make a game without any of the triple a like bullshit that you normally expect from Climbing most video games and just it it hit the masses you gotta respect <laughs> that vision man they stuck to their vision oh my god speaking of like triple a filler um you know it's funny when there's people on the internet that makes fun of third person games where you have to like squeeze through a wall and such. Like, you know, yeah. that shit, that, that shit is getting meta when people start to make fun of that. <laughs> I saw a video like that of a guy at a, at, at like a warehouse job <laughs> d- going between two, uh, big shelving units. Yeah. And it's like when you got to load the next area in. Yeah. The, that's news, funny. the next large set piece. <laughs> yeah. God of War Ragnarok is by far, the most I've ever seen that used. It but, is to an absurd degree in that game. You know, you know what's funny? Like the last episode when you pointed out, he was like, he was afraid he was gonna get pushed back. And I was like, and like I wasn't even mad. I I was like, he's no, he's at a line, but he's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I feel like I was I was definitely the only one that was kind of bringing up I mean well, no, you were kind of bringing up some criticisms too, but I, yeah. I was 
really oh, no, the only yeah. one that was largely bringing up a lot of criticisms. Yeah. But I think that made the episode more interesting because if if everyone's just talking about how great it is, it's gonna be boring. Yeah, you have to you like know? bring the proper ballast out because it yeah. would have been a dick rag show. <laughs> yeah, and make no mistake, I absolutely love the game, but I think yeah. I think you can criticize games you love, even games that you would consider right. a a, you know a theoretical 10 out of 10 recommendation right because like, like breath of the wild I, I feel is a complete 10 out of 10 recommendation but i have lots of things i would change about it yeah like you know like um yeah like what you said is perfect like yeah it's it's okay to criticize games you love because you want the best or and not everything like that there's like 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 we mentioned on the before like we, we you know there every game has like a low point too and it's like yeah i don't care about this part but this part is great or whatever like Ironwood. Yeah, Ironwood. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I replayed uh, through Sword of Fire, and I still feel like it's a low point for me. And I think because yeah. it's like the low point hits for me when you hit the mines, and I was just checked out mm. at that point. And I and and maybe because it was it was a journey it took to get there that made me like, because eh, you got to go through so much. But yeah, but I can understand how yeah. Ironwood, because it's just, it's really, you're just going forward, and it's more of a talking and anything, and then... I think you're more interested in getting back with Kratos more than spending time with her, but I know it's necessary for her to find out the origins and stuff like that. So yeah, that's, that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, that's, there's nothing we can really do to, f- I mean, they could, there's some things to fix it, but then, but then again, it's like, okay, we're going to take it out with this low point and then continue to move the, for- the story further. So yeah, you know, everything's got, you know, it's not going to be, consistently the same level of enjoyment throughout an entire game. The, every game is a roller coaster to some degree. It's just yeah. I think 2018 didn't have as low of low points for me. No. Like I th- there's no section in 2018 that I thought was boring. Set 2018 like God of War 2005 it felt like uh I was going to the point I was trying, like it's one of those things where it's like the game itself is kind of more okay. It's more self-contained, right. and like yeah, because like you're focused on Atreus and this and his dad. It's more of like a self-contained story, not even self-contained, but the world feels a lot more self-contained too. And it's not even a bad. It's not. It's not even a bad thing. And Ragnarok is. It's like it's less self-contained. It's more. It goes the whole sequel thing where it's like bigger, better. And more things and more characters or whatever, and it's above the whole. It's a whole different vibe, and it's like I kind of appreciate twenty eighteen more because of a self contained story. It's, it's a lot more easier to follow, and then Ragnarok is a great game, but it's like less self contained. Yep, I agree. Oh yeah, I agree. Both are great games, though. <laughs> Gamer, that is all I have. Did you have anything else you wanted to tell the people? Assassin's Creed Three was. A good game in retrospect, but goddamn the gameplay! <laughs> just a, a completely random fucking. <laughs> oh, I, I just love I just love being random, man. I just wanted to throw people off. Like, no, yes, no. Assassin's Creed Three. It's a good. It's a good game over time. Once you get older. <laughs> Once you get older. Uh, my last thing I want to leave people with is, um, please don't like. If you got other people in the house, don't eat like chips and shit while you're playing your games and get that shit all over the controller oh my it's fucking God. disgusting dude that is a... i don't know anyone that does it as a grown-ass adult but as a kid man i remember going over to my friend's houses sometimes and touching their controllers oh fucking god ever yeah. remind me of that friend i i told you about every time we go to his place to play smash bros we immediately wash our hands because 
you know, you can't you can't have sticky controllers when you want to play at a high level. Can't do that. Nope. Shit. You can't do it. Absolutely. I, I agree with that a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, wipe down your controllers, wash your damn hands. Yeah. Don't be spreading the cheese the cheese touch all over your Yeah, and also and also gamers, definitely take a break too in between sessions. Like get off your ass and go to the bathroom and you know and like take a fifteen minute break here and there, cause some of y'all be like hunt, like hunched forward, your back's all stiff and everything, your ass cheeks hurting, and you just like dog. Like, it's like yo, like take a break, get some water. Yeah, definitely get a, a, a take a break every now and then. You know, marathoning gamers. Right, it's like God damn, I know I know your ass is hurting. What is that smell? <laughs> what is that smell? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gamers, I hope you have enjoyed the Time Attack Gaming Podcast episode 25. Yes, sir. Uh, Josh, we did it. We hit episode 25. I'm proud of us. I am. I am. Um, as we move into the end of the year and we go into 2023, expect more guests. Expect uh, the evolution of the podcast. We're just we're going to keep doing our thing. We're going to keep growing it. And uh, we're going to try to get some more interesting guests on and yeah, have a damn good time, and we can definitely assure the new roundtables will definitely not be as long as the last one. <laughs> yeah, but we do want to do more roundtables. We though. do want to do, but definitely but not. We're as... gonna tone them down a bit. That was quite a task. <laughs> oh yeah, we uh, we yeah. had so we had so much fun. I can't wait to talk about. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're gonna do some more roundtables. Oh yeah, for I sure. Think... Yeah. Cause... All right, guys. Josh, anything mm-hmm. else? Ah, I'm good. <laughs> Gamers, we appreciate you listening. We love you very much. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Time Attack Gaming Podcast. Be safe. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Put a dream that I